day. Amen. Looking forward to what God has in store for us in the year 2020. If you have your Bibles, Proverbs 22.1, you can be remained seated. And uh, I want to talk to you tonight uh, on uh, the power in his name. So we kicked it off singing about there is no other name. And, uh, and I know that name. Anybody know that name tonight? What's his name? Jesus is his name. Proverbs 22 verse 1 says this, A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches, and loving favor rather than silver and gold. Amen. Power in his name. I found some funny and unusual names and wanted to share some with you because really there are, uh, you know, you, 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 you take your time about names, but I found these names and I thought they're pretty humorous. Uh, first one is Anita Bath. You may get that one in a minute. Uh, Barb Wire. Dandy Lions. Dusty Rhodes. Early, Earl E. Bird, early bird. I leaned over, <laughs> said, how you doing? Just in case, I'm holding a microphone. Ophelia Payne, Pearly Gates, Pete Moss, Brother Miller would like this one, R.M. Pitt, Ricochet, Rusty Carr, and chandelier. <laughs> she must be from the South. Thought they were funny, but really, names are important. And names have meaning. I don't know how much meaning those have. Maybe a dusty road has a meaning there, but names have significance in them and associated with them. There is a phrase that says, a good name is what we're looking for. And that phrase, a good name, has been an expression in many languages for centuries because your name is automatically associated with your reputation and who you really are. That's why we say things like, he's making a name for himself. Or he's got a good name. Or he's got a bad name. <laughs> Stay away from him. Because we are associated uh, by names. We correlate identity or character or lack of character by names. For instance, what do you think of when I say some of these names? Lucifer. Jezebel. Adolf Hitler. Elvis Presley. Uh -huh. Bill Clinton. Queen Elizabeth, Billy Graham, Mother Teresa, Obama, O.J. Simpson. Everybody, I said these names and everybody had a thought. At least at one of these names. I wonder what people say when they call your name. I wonder what immediately comes to mind when they say, 
James Calvillo. When they say William Ramos. What you are cannot be separated from what your name is once they're identified together. Once they know your name. That's why in the Bible when somebody changed their character, God gave them a new name. Abram was changed to Abraham. Jacob the surplanter was changed to Israel. Favor with God and favor with the people. Sarai to Sarah. Saul the destroyer of Christians to the great apostle Paul that wrought special miracles throughout his ministry. Thank God that we could change our old course and he could give us a new name. Thank God we're no longer judged by our past. But we are now get to put on his name. No longer judged by our mistakes, but we can be buried with him in baptism. And when we do, we put on his name. And we can be identified by his name. We put on Jesus. We become a new creature with new privileges and new authority. Because with a name, a name has authority. A name represents authority. Have you ever had a police officer pull you over? Or has he ever said, stop in the name of the law, right? It's the authority that stops you, not the man, but it is the office. It is the name. And there are many religions and religious figures in the world today, and some of them have good reputations, and some of them have bad reputations. But none of them have the reputation of Jesus Christ. You see, everything that Jesus touched, he transformed. He had a birthday. And because of that birthday, it altered time forevermore. Because it's the way we measure time. Now the whole world counts time as B.C., and A.D. Before Christ and the year of the Lord Anno Domini even the most arrogant atheist acknowledges Christ when he dates a letter because when he was born into this world God changed time and how we know it and how we use it B.C. and A.D. Can I tell you tonight that there was a man by the name of Confucius. And when Confucius died, guess what? He was buried. There was a god, so to speak, called Latsu, who wandered off and died with his water buffalo. There was another idol named Buddha, but he rotted with food poisoning Muhammad died in AD 632 his body cut up and spread all over the near east but Jesus rose from the dead 
He's not in the tomb anymore. He's not asleep. He's not dead. He is alive. Three days later, he takes the keys from death, hell, and the grave. And the psalmist David said, Oh, death, where is thy sting? And, oh, grave, where is thy victory? Oh, because God rose from the grave. Muhammad didn't. Buddha didn't. Confucius didn't. But God did. Death could not keep him. And the grave could not hold him. Because Jesus is alive. Somebody shout, God's alive. And there is no other name that has authority as Jesus Christ does. And when other religious promise heaven, they are writing a blank check because they may have reputation, but religion has no real authority. But there is real authority. And you find it in Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Some of you can quote it. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The prophet Isaiah speaks a word of prophecy. Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. If Mary's son was to be called Emmanuel, why'd she name him Jesus? I submit to you the reason she did is because they mean the same thing. Emmanuel means God with us. And Jesus means Yahweh saves. So where God dwells, God saves. Wherever he dwells, he brings salvation. Just ask Zacchaeus. Ask Bartimaeus. Ask Lazarus. Ask Mary Magdalene. Ask the Samaritan woman. Ask the tax collector. Ask the ten lepers. Ask the daughter of Jairus, the blind, the deaf, and the lame. Everywhere God dwells, God saves. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm telling you, God needs to dwell with you. He needs to dwell in your home. He needs to dwell in your family. He needs to dwell in your relationships. Because where God dwells, God saves. What this world needs is God. They may sing that old song, What the World Needs is Love. They do need love. But the only real love is God. For God is love. What we need is God. But the enemy will try and lure everybody with the enticements of this world. But all that this world has is broken promises, unfulfilled expectations. The world has smoke and glamour, but can I tell you tonight, it is not real. It is a facade. It has nothing real 
to give you. I preached a message months ago that Egypt can't help you. Egypt is a type of the world. The only thing that the world can give is heartache, pain, and despair. But thank God for a prophet by the name of Isaiah. He pins it with these words with burning fuel of fire in Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called what? Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So you say, Pastor, what are his qualifications? What's his resume? What can he really give us that the world can't? That's the world's motto. Well, if you're selling something, let me know what he can give you. I'm telling you, he can give you personality. He's perfectly balanced. That's why he is wonderful. He gives you education because he knows all things. That's why we call him the counselor. He gives us nationality, means he rules all nations. He is the mighty God. He gives us work experience. After all, he's the creator, the everlasting father. He gives us skills, reconciliation. The world knows nothing about reconciliation, but there is a God that does. He said, I am called the prince of peace. Can I tell somebody tonight, he is everything you need him to be. He is wonderful. He is the counselor. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting father. He is the prince of peace. And when you say his name, you have said everything because Jesus is everything. Everything you need, everything you need him to be is wrapped up in his name. Oh, that ought to make you happy. That ought to make you smile. That ought to make you clap your hands because you've got a God that's given you a great name. And that's why he said in John 14, verse 13, he said, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name. We've already been talking about his name. And what his name can do. Your name may be great. But your name can't get me out of trouble. Your name may be nice. But it's not going to do all that. But his name will. Because he said whatever you ask in my name. That will I do. That the father may be glorified in the son. If ye shall ask anything in my name. I will do it. Can I tell somebody on a Wednesday night, there is power in that name. There is power, wonder-working power in that name. It is a good name. You ought to speak that name everywhere you go. In the name of Jesus. You need God to come through in your job in the name of Jesus. You need God to come through on some bills in the name of Jesus. 
You need some healing in your body. The doctor said, try Tylenol and try Excedrin. No, I'm going to try in the name of Jesus. That's what I need. That's my answer. That's why we preach in his name. Luke 24, 47. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. We must preach his name. We must teach his name. 1 Corinthians 1, 21. For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. We must preach in his name. Those that are battling stuff in your body, we can receive healing in that name. Acts 3, 6, Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Acts 3, 16, And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Whatever pain's trying to rack your body, you just got to mention that name. That's above every name. Some of you need deliverance. Can I give you a scripture about deliverance? Acts chapter 16, 18. And this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her that same hour. Some of you need to speak that in your home. Some of you got spirits in your home that do not need to be there. And you need not to ask in the name of Buddha or in the name of Muhammad, but you've got to bring that name that is above every name. You've got to bring that name of Jesus and you've got to say, Devil, get thee behind me in the name of Jesus Christ. That spirit's got to go from my home. Brings deliverance. Brings salvation. Acts 4.12, we've already read it. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. When we are baptized, we can't be baptized in the names, but in the name. Acts 2.38, who was given the keys to the kingdom? Peter. Why did Peter have the keys to the kingdom? Because he had the revelation of the name. Do you remember in the Easter drama? Jesus is up here and he says, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they all joked and laughed. Some say Jeremiah, some say a prophet, but they've been dead a long time ago. But Jesus said, But who do you say that I am? Peter was the only one that stood up. And said, thou art the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus looks at Peter and says, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. 
And I say that thou art Peter. And upon this rock, upon this revelation, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. I'm telling you there is power in the name of Jesus. That's why when they ask the question, men, brethren, what must I do to be saved? Peter having the revelation, having the keys, said repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is not my words. This is the Lord's words. Well, I don't think you ought to do all that. I, I think everybody's going to heaven and, you know, you, 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 can, you can be the best person you can be. What? When you get to heaven or get close to it and God opens up the book. And he doesn't see your name. And you're going to say, ah, but I thought I was a good person. I watched services online. I was on my couch and I tuned in from time to time. And God's like, well, you're going to be looking at heaven through a screen. But you ain't coming in. There is no other formula. There is no other way. Acts 10, 48, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they prayed they him to tarry certain days. Acts 19, 5, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm telling you, there is power in the name. You say, well, I don't think it's important, really. Did you write the book? Can I hang my salvation on you? Are you going to be the one that patted me on the back? Or were you the one that helped me look at Scripture? You must be careful. If somebody asks you, how can I go to heaven? You must point them to the Word of God. Very dangerous when you try to give your own thoughts because we are judged by every word that we speak. I remember a man that asked me, they said, I don't think I need to be baptized. What do you think? And I've said this story many, many times. I said, it doesn't matter what I believe. Let's just read some scripture. And we started reading scripture. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Except a man be born of water and spirit, he can enter the kingdom of God. You must be buried with him in baptism. What do you think now, John? Yeah, I, I think I need to be baptized. You're exactly right. They can refute your idea, but they'll never refute the word of God. They may refute it in front of you, but there's coming a day where every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It will happen either on this side of eternity or on the other side of the eternity. I want to make sure I make up my mind right now that I confess him to be my Lord and my Savior. Colossians says, in all that we do, Colossians 3.17, and whatsoever ye do in word or in deed, do all 
in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Can I tell you in the Old Testament, God chose to reveal himself through many covenant names, each one revealing a slightly different aspect of his reputation. But in the New Testament, God accompanied the revelation of himself in flesh with a new name. That name is Jesus, which includes and supersedes all of the Old Testament names. Jesus is the redemptive name of God in the New Testament. It is the name of supreme power and supreme authority. Jesus is the only saving name. Jesus is the name given for the remission of sins. Jesus is the highest name ever revealed. I'm glad I know the name. I'm glad I know the name of Jesus. Philippians 2, 9 says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Well, that's not fair. Why is his name greater than mine? We live in a world that tries to, to compare themselves one to another. Brother Alex, you can come and bail me out. We really do. Everything we try to do, someone tries to do better. You try to do this and they try to do that. You try to tell a story <laughs> and they try to outtell your story <laughs> by making up a story. And you're like, doesn't even make sense what I was telling you. You ever talk to anybody like that where you're, you're talking and they're not really listening. They're just waiting for that window of opportunity of you to just be quiet and they're going to jump in and they're going to tell you something. And you're like, what? We live in that kind of world. But God is wanting you to know it's not about your talents. It's not about your abilities. Not about how good you can work. And God wants you to know that everything you have, every good and every perfect thing, it comes from God. And the moment we think we did it, is the moment our name changed from Jesus to Lucifer. Because Lucifer got the idea. Look at me. Look how I sparkle. Look how I shine. I will be like God. I will make my throne as His. When I come in His presence, Brother Rudy, I realize how bad shape I'm in. And I'm in need of a Savior. You may come in this house, nonchalant, no big deal. But I come in the house of God, Brother Viscara, 
thanking Him for His redemptive work. Thanking Him that He took all the pain, all the hurts, all the disappointments. He took it upon Himself. A God that knew no sin, yet became sin for me, for you, that you might have life. He says, I want you to know you can't do it by your own merit, but you got to do it by my name because there's power in my name. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Can I tell somebody tonight without sounding redundant, there is power in the name. Power in that name. You need to use that name. You get home, you walk into your house, you say in the name of Jesus, things are going to be different. You walk on your job tomorrow and you say in the name of Jesus, things are going to turn around. You wake up in the morning, pain may immediately hit your body, but you say in the name of Jesus, by his stripes am I healed. You start speaking the name of Jesus. And he begins to come to your rescue. You may not know all the words, all the verses in this Bible, but you just mentioned that name, Jesus. Because when you said Jesus, you've said everything because he is everything. Would you raise your hands all across the building? Hallelujah. Oh, I love you, God. Something. Hallelujah. I love your name. I love your name. I love your name. Master. Would you stand to your feet? Would you raise your hand towards heaven? Would you begin to love that name? Would you begin to worship that name? Come on, we got a few minutes. We got a few minutes to lift him up. We've got a few minutes to worship the creator. Hallelujah. It's power. Power in that name. In the name of Jesus. Touch my home. In the name of Jesus, touch my marriage. In the name of Jesus, touch my ministry. In the name of Jesus, touch my purpose. Can't do it by myself.
But God, I can do it through you. Come on, speak that name. I felt like singing it one more time with hands raised and voices raised.
pass away. About that name. Nothing like the name of Jesus. I want us to do something tonight. I wasn't sure if I was going to do it or not, but um, I got a call uh, earlier today from Stephen Alvidris and you know Sister Alvidris passed away and uh, they're going to have the funeral or they were going to have the funeral tomorrow uh, but they're short funds uh, short a thousand dollars wasn't asking for a thousand dollars wasn't really asking for anything he was just telling me that instead of the funeral being tomorrow it's going to be on the 30th I don't know if that's because they get paid or whatever that looks like but I just feel like taking an offering for Sister Alvidris. She was a faithful woman of God for this church. I don't know how many years, Sister Philpott, 20, 30 years, if not more than that. And this would go directly to them, to her, to help pay for whatever funeral expense that looks like. My wife's going to sing again, but if you feel led of the Lord, we're just going to take a little offering for them. And uh, we're going to try to help them in this time. But I believe this, the service will not be tomorrow, but the service will be on the 30th. And we'll give you more detail. But I'd love to help this faithful hero of faith and let that, let that family know this church loves them dearly and we're there for them. I got to pray in the hospital room before she passed. And I prayed while Stephen was there, most receptive he's ever been. But there was a, a, a son by the name of Patrick, and Patrick was there. And I prayed for Patrick, too. No telling what God's going to do in, in, in that family. But she's going she's gonna to sing, and if you feel led, lo, love to bless them if you can. Uh, amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.